Welcome to LOA Today. I'm Walt Thiessen. With me today is the effervescent Bridget D. This is your Daily Dose of Happy. We are so happy you decided to join us today. And once again, a Happy New Year to one and all. This is our yes. second podcast episode of 2022, and I'm still getting used to writing that. Fortunately, I don't have to put it on chicks anymore. That's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> that right. used to be, I don't know about you, Bridget. Uh, I mean, I, it's, it goes back quite a ways. I don't know if you were even writing checks back then, but there was a time where, you know, the new year would come around and you'd write your first check, which we don't do anymore. And the first check you'd always write with last year's date. So Mine was wasn't checks. Mine was always with work. I would always be at work and writing Oh my God. Like, and not even realizing. So mine wasn't checks. Mine would just be like literally when I was at work writing the date, right. I would always be like, ah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, fortunately, everything's electronic these days. So we don't really have to worry about that too much. But still, you know, we have to keep in mind is it, it ends in a two now. It doesn't end in a one. So just something to keep in mind. Yeah. But um, hey, we were just chatting before we got started here because, uh, uh, well, first of all, I need to publicly announce what you did. On New Year's Day, you sent me and you also told me you sent to David Strickle a really yes. lovely message of appreciation. And I just want to publicly appreciate you for that. Aww. That was really, I mean, seriously, if you could see the message that she sent me, it was extensive. It was heartfelt. I mean, it was just, it just blew me away. It really did. Aww. So thank you. I appreciate thank that. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. you. I know, I can tell. Yeah, definitely, it definitely was from the heart. So I hope you both, yes, wow, know that. That's great. But anyway, when you mentioned that you'd also sent one to David, which of course makes sense because among other things, he's worthy of it. And also you just went through the tire program like I did. Um, it reminded me of something that happened just a couple hours ago. And I guess this kind of becomes the basis of today's episode because in the tire practice group, which is the large tire group that anyone can be a member of, David posted, or, or somebody posted on behalf of David, I'm not sure which, a link to an article in Forbes magazine citing Taya written by a Taya member named Melanie, Melanie Fine. She's a contributor to Forbes, apparently. And it's entitled, get this, The Missing Piece to Success According to Oprah. That's I right. I can't wait to read this. Oprah Winfrey. <laughs> This is just Amazing. unbelievable. Now, I have to say, there is also a question in my mind. I'm not quite sure how the timing of this works. And that's something we're going to have to answer at a later date. I may even try to reach out to Melanie through the group and just find out some information. But yeah. let me just read the article. This is a cool article. okay? Oh, cool. And, and it, it cites somebody else who's a, a big player behind the scenes in the, uh, the tire uh, world, Matt Gardin. He's uh, one of the first people who uh, graduated from the boot camp. He's been associated with David for years and so forth. So anyway, here we go. Uh, the missing piece is success, according to Oprah. As another year comes to, to a close, you're probably asking yourself, where did the year go? Yeah, we were just mm -hmm. asking ourselves that. <laughs> why didn't I achieve the goals I set out for myself? Or worse yet, why do I seem to be getting the same goals year after year, yet making little to no progress in achieving them? Before making another New Year's resolution, writing another smart goal, purchasing a new and improved planner, or investing in another end-of-year goal-setting virtual retreat, consider this. It's not your goal-setting or lack thereof that's keeping you from achieving your desires. Rather, it's your beliefs. And while most people will say that in order to change your beliefs, you need to change your mindset, the truth is your mind is only one small, albeit important, piece of the puzzle. Yes, most leaders will tell us that the greatest obstacle holding us back is not our resources, our education, or our talent, but our minds. 
Successful people, regardless of how they define success, have a knowing that they are and will be successful. Those of us struggling to achieve success and mired in obstacles believe that success is difficult to attain. So we work harder, devote more hours, and continue to struggle. My hand is going up at this point. <laughs> the problem with putting so much emphasis on mindset is that it tends to be very rational and rooted in the physical. And while every successful person will have a mindset, mantra, or core belief that anchors them, not everyone will have a spiritual practice that contributes to their success. Now, that's a quote, according to Matt Gardin, <laughs> serial entrepreneur and CEO of Digital Native and also part of the Thai community. A spiritual practice for success? Oh, that sounds a little woo-woo and frankly lacking in empirical evidence. Show us something we can do. Show us something we can measure. Show us something we can track on our Gantt charts and Kanban boards. Well, Mark Gardin continues, the spirituality of success blends the energetic realm with the physical one, and that is where the magic happens. Oh, come on, Matt. Are you saying that you <laughs> wave a virtual magic wand and will, will things into existence? Not quite. Matt continues, you still need to do something in the physical. You must take action, but the compounding effects and results of those actions are amplified exponentially when you understand the power of intention and how energy flows. Yes, the article continues, success has a spiritual component of knowing that there is an energy beyond ourselves that is moving us in the direction of our dreams. Just ask Oprah. Here comes the quote. Dun, dun, dun. quote. It isn't until you come to a spiritual understanding of who you are, not necessarily a religious feeling, but deep down the spirit within that you can be begin to take control. Close quote, Oprah Winfrey. Before adopting his spiritual practice, Gardner was hustling every month to get new business and make sure everyone was paid. Quote, we'd usually go from feast to famine, one big project, then chew through any profit before the next one landed, unquote. Now he describes his business as flowing. Open quote. Now we are working on bigger projects than ever before, turning back clients that don't align with our business values. We turned down a $50,000 job for a big mining firm and a few days later landed a $150,000 plus client. Hmm, close quote. Margaret Stefan Dottir, I hope I pronounced that correctly, host and supervisor of Iceland's Whole and Happy, concurs. She quotes, it is fairly easy to put your mind to it and imagine where you want to go, your own destination of success, and that can be useful. But for me, the right mindset is just a part of the way to the destination. If the mind and the spirit are not aligned, mindset alone is not enough. The spirit is such a powerful part of this process, and only by having everything aligned can we be can we optimize for the success we seek, close quote. Stefendatir, again, I hope I got her name right, credits her spiritual practice for raising her up from a messy and financially devastating divorce with three daughters to creating her own company. And quote from her, the unbelievable feeling of not fearing the future got me to the place I am today. Of that, I'm certain. I got a job that led to my ideas for the TV series and led me to start my own company, close quote. So, how exactly does one start such a spiritual practice? Both Stefan Dottir and Gardin do a practice called Taya, short for Trust Your Abundance. With Taya, they've transformed their lives and careers from barely scraping by to easy abundance. The Taya practice is based on four fundamental principles. One, source consciousness. We are a part of a consciousness greater than ourselves, which some refer to as source, others call nature. And whatever we call it, rather than solo journeyers through life, our existence, our actions are interconnected and contribute to a greater whole. Number two, forgiveness or radical appreciation. Taya teaches that 
All of our past and present struggles are necessary for the full realization of who we are. When we appreciate what we have gained from every struggle, loss, or trauma, these experiences lose their power over us. Number three, polarity. The physical world is a world of polarity, of contrast. We have good days, we have bad days, we have successes, we have failures. There is nothing in the physical world without its opposite. We all feel down at times, which is a necessary part of the universal process of creation. It is then that we manifest problems in need of solutions. And when we feel good, we are then in the position to solve the problems we manifested. And all creation begins as a problem in need of a solution. Another quote, now doubt and fear are not parts of the equation, says Stefan de, Stefan Stafir. Boy, I don't know what her name is. I'm trying desperately, but it's just not coming out. <laughs> She'll forgive you. I hope so. She says, Contrasts are a logical part of the universe and for our own good. Otherwise, we wouldn't experience growth. The result is that the experience I will get from making mistakes will take me to another place of improvement, development, and eventually more spiritual growth, unquote. And then fourth, intention. Taya teaches us to be very intentional, intentional with what we want, to let go of fear, and to trust the universe to deliver beyond our wildest dreams. Another quote, uh, intention is such a powerful tool, says Gardin. Every I'm sorry, energy just wants to flow, and if you don't direct it, then it flows everywhere chaotically. But once you understand how to manage, focus, or even just point it vaguely in one direction, then things speed up dramatically, close quote. And do you need to believe in God to do Taya? Absolutely not. The, con the concept of God is a sticking point to many, having been th used throughout history to condone the opposite of what Taya is, whereas many religions espouse a judgmental creator, Taya is the complete absence of judgment. Will Taya compromise your religious beliefs? Well, not at all, unless your beliefs are judgmental. Taya is a practice that trains you to trust that source or nature is always taking care of you. Another quote. Notice how our planet always thrives regardless of what it encounters, explains David Strickle, CEO and creator of Taya. <laughs> Storms come through, humans leave a footprint, but the planet ultimately flourishes. Now, apply this to your life. If the flourishing isn't happening, well, why is that? perhaps because your mindset is stuck in the storm that has long passed, close quote. If anything, Taya will improve your relation with your creator. Taya is as much a practice as is setting goals and whittling away at them. But with Taya, there's no whittling. Rather, you set your goals for your dream life, and then you focus on finding joy in everything and let the universe surprise you with the how. Another quote, meetings go better, budgets get approved quicker, explains Gardaz. There seems to be a direct correlation between ease in my biz and the discipline of my practice, close quote. Still skeptical? Many successful people have attributed their success to the spiritual, perhaps no one more than Oprah Winfrey. In a 2015 lecture to a gathering of Stanford students, she said, I'm not telling you what to believe or who to believe or what to call it, but there is no full life, no fulfilled, meaningful, sustainably joyful life without a connection to spirit, close quote. And she added that the way to achieve such a life was through practice. She went on to describe her practice to the young audience. Back in 1985, she had auditioned for the role of Sophia in The Color Purple. She was convinced that because of her weight, she had lost the part to Alfred Woodward. Quote, so I'm running around the track praying and crying, she describes, the way prayer works is you can pray, but if you don't release it, if you don't surrender it, it goes nowhere, close quote. She sang, prayed, and cried until she could not only release the pain of the rejection, but could actually bless Alfred Woodward in the movie. In doing so, Winfrey 
practiced the Thai pillar of radical appreciation, detuning her desire for the role until she could actually feel good about losing the part to someone else. Continuing the quote, so I pray, I pray, I pray and sing. I surrender all until a woman comes out to me and says to me, hey, there's a phone call for you. And in that phone call, I was told next day, show up in Steven Spielberg's office. And if you lose a pound, you will lose this part. So I stopped at the Dairy Queen. (laughs) (laughs) This year, why not try doing something different? Why not take a lesson from Oprah's playbook? Set your goals for the next year. And instead of white knuckling how it has to happen, trust the universe to pamper you in its unfolding. If nothing else, it'll make for a lighter, freer, and more flowing new year. So I'm glad we read that through because that actually clarified where the connection with Oprah was. So apparently Oprah indirectly did Taya. She didn't actually know necessarily about Taya, but she was... right. So, so Melanie was very cleverly tying Taya to Oprah Winfrey. Very well done, Melanie. Yes. <laughs> Beautifully, I think. I'm uh-huh. so glad that you read that for us. Yeah. That's Seriously, cool. I'm not a reader, but I'm so... Thank you, Walt. And, and that's going to actually lead to stuff, right? I mean, because when, when you get that kind of a mention, yeah. Forbes is a pretty major publication. You get that kind of a mention in a publication like that, and the publication article is really about you. There are going to be people who will notice that. It yeah. may not start as a deluge. It may start as a trickle, but that's going to pick up over time in a relatively short period of time. So I among other that. things, I'm really glad that I've got my summit coming up um, later on this month. I'm glad that David's already signed to be in, this, in the summit. That's a good thing. He may be hard to sign at this point. Right. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. When is it? January? Uh, January 18th and 19th. 18th and 19th. Uh, tickets, I'll be, I'll be putting Ooh. early bird tickets on sale starting January 8th through 10th, and then regular yes. prices after that. But there's also going to be a special deal for LOA Today listeners who are going to get a really yeah, They're going to get like 50% off the basic ticket. Cool. Nice. And there's also going to be uh, some workshops, and you'll get uh, another uh, 35% off the workshops, too. Just by being oh. a tire, uh, an LOA. Yeah, well, a tire person, sure, but a, an LOA. <laughs> awesome. So, yeah. Nice. I, I got to tell you, too, when I saw that, that was a nice pick me up for me. I needed that pick me up. I needed cool. it when I saw that. Just, when you I, saw that, what? When I saw that article just an hour ago. Uh, yeah, I can't. I'm so glad that you shared it. I didn't even see it. That I think that is so amazing. I think it's, it's just going to do, yeah. Because honestly, I mean, when you're putting together an event like this one, you run into nerves. You run into doubts at times. You run into all kinds I'm of stuff. Sure. And and I was experiencing some of that. And I saw that all, saw the article. I said, "Whoa, wow, this is good." <laughs> yes, you do. It's 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 amazing when you see or read something or hear something, even if it was put on like you know, even if one of your shows or his like were put on like a weeks ago, and randomly they pop up, and you just hear what you need to hear that day, and it's like insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, which is great. Of course, you have to be you have to be attuned to it, shall we say? Yeah, I like mean, conscious of like, oh my god, like oh, smack in the face, like this is freaking awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, like I was listening to Gary V today, and somebody said I was just like, oh, I needed to hear that, man. I needed to hear that today because sometimes you do have doubts. We're all down on ourselves here and there, or like you said, you know, you don't have a good day every day. You're not going to. Oh, and totally fine, you know, but sometimes you do just have to put something on that's going to be positive for you and lift yourself back up, man. (laughs) That's right. That's exactly right. Now, if if you're way, way down, if you're in like depression or deep anger or something like that, you might miss it. You might not notice it if you're in that. Totally. 
Yeah. But that's why you do the tire practices to pull yourself back up as soon as you can. Yeah, because I used to. I would miss that all the time. Yeah. When you're mm-hmm. that down, yeah, you're not really seeing much of anything except reoccurring thoughts, like David yeah. says, you know? Yeah. Oof. Totally. Boy, they can just really, they can suck the life out of you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. Really and then can. you realize how much time you wasted on, like, literally the same right? thoughts, and they're Oof. not even... They weren't, they, they didn't even need to ever be there. You know? Well, I, I guess they probably need to be there otherwise. Well, they yeah, they could serve you a purpose. You know, but, but, but it's like, you, I don't have to keep them going. And sometimes I right. keep them going. <laughs> yes, exactly. We don't have to live there. Yeah. Why, why, why would we have to live in that space? We have to experience yeah. it sometimes, but why do we have to live there? We don't. No. And sometimes I would live there for a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was spending some time doing that over the weekend. Perfectly honest. You know, I, I did. But hey, we all do. But, but I also used I, I used the tire to climb out again. I was gonna say, did process. you? What did you do? Did I you walk? The three, step, the, the, the three step process that they teach. The uh, you start off with uh, the the low thought activity, and then you follow. But what was your low thought training. activity? I love asking you. Even uh, though I know that you walk every day, like I do. <laughs> I just love hearing new people's low thought activities because I like trying new ones. <laughs> I do. Actually, I haven't been getting out to walk lately. I've been so focused on mm-hmm. this stuff that I need to make sure I get out there more. But what did I, I think I was washing dishes that day. Oh, that helped me the other day. In fact, in fact, I think I deliberately washed dishes because I couldn't face what I was doing. So I figured, well, do some dishes. That'll help. <laughs> That's what I did. My husband's like, you don't have to do them. I was like, nah, I want to do them right now. I'm good. <laughs> if Lisa said that to me, I would have said, oh, yes, I do. <laughs> yes, I do need to do them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sometimes I think he knows when I need to do them too. He's like, yeah, I'll watch. <laughs> like, but go on your walk. Sometimes I think he's like, you know, it's not that cold out there. 18 degrees, <laughs> go for it, man. I did. I walked in the snow the other day. Well, I didn't think I was going to do it. And I just like, oh, my God, I had so much like just stale energy in me. I was like, oh, screw this, dude. I put on a bunch of clothes and I just walked for four miles in the snow. And it actually just felt great. I wasn't even cold. It was just wow, weird. Very good. It was just nice. It was because I was inside for so many days and mm. I don't like that. I hate it. Like, I'm like, I don't mind being indoors, but like, I like being outdoors. So I was indoors for like four days. So yeah, like when I was out there, he was like texting me and my husband, like, are you okay? You know, cause it was like snow and I'm like, no, I'm good, dude. I'm perfectly good. This is where <laughs> I need to be, man. <laughs> yeah. That's right. You're in Pennsylvania. I forgot that. So you picked up that snowstorm that, that came east. Yeah. We didn't get like real bad or anything. Thank God. I know mm-hmm. some people got it real bad, but, um, mm-hmm. we did get some and, but that was the one day I was like, I can't let it stop me. Like the cold, let it stop me again from not going outside and walking. Like I'll go nuts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We didn't get any yeah. of that. that, that we're, we're further north than what that storm came through. Although I guess we're getting something later this week, but uh, no, we missed that one. Oh, you didn't get anything at all? We didn't get anything. No, we got nothing. Oh, wow. Zero. And well, Virginia so got stuff, right? Because it went Virginia through DC. It went through DC and out to the Atlantic. Oh. Yeah. That's why. So, yeah, mm-hmm. it went south of us. But that's right. Like I said, the next one's coming through probably Thursday or Friday. We'll probably get, I don't know, three to six inches out of it. So, no, I better get some walking in there the next few days. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's funny, though, that we're talking about this because it is a big deal. And there are times where even when you're knowledgeable about Taya, you still have trouble climbing out of it. I experienced yeah. that on um, on Monday, actually, it was. Before it was before I got to uh, doing the show with Louie. And no, actually, it started on Sunday now that I think about it. But anyway, um, 
I, I just couldn't even face doing the next tasks that I needed to do in order to prepare for the summit. I just couldn't face it. And I saw a post by a friend, not a close friend, but somebody who I'm connected to, you know, friend of a friend kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And she posted how she had gotten um, a new piano, a, a piano keyboard, actually. I want these electronic piano keyboards. Now, I played piano when I was a kid. I haven't played in oh. years. And I thought about that. I said, that would be cool. I mean, because I've been, I've, I've been wishing for years to have a nice big house where I could put in a grand piano and start practicing again and, you know, get yeah. back into it. But by the same token, I didn't want to drive Louise crazy with learning, you know, playing all the scales and so forth. Nuts. <laughs> it hadn't occurred to me, get an electronic piano, the keyboard, you know, you can get them relatively inexpensive. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you don't have to spend a few thousand dollars for a piano. And so I started looking around it and I mean, fortunately with the internet, you can, you know, listen to YouTube videos of people playing different. That's what I do with the guitar. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. Same thing, right? So that's what I was doing. I was listening to the different pianos that are out there and the, the lower end pianos are generally around four or $500. Um, middle range are going to be in the upper hundreds and then the higher ranges are going to be in the four figure range. And I need something that was in the lower range. So the, you know, the mid range, the, the uh, mid four or $500 range. And I was also trying to figure out where I'm going to get the money because I've been pouring all this money into advertising for the mm-hmm. summit. You know, so it's not a whole lot of money to work with right now, yeah. but I really wanted to do it and I didn't want to wait. And then I remembered my brother and my sister-in-law gave me a really generous gift this year. Um, they gave me one of these sets of the um, Oculus game set. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Oculus. Oculus, I think it's put out by Facebook and it's one of these mm-hmm. virtual reality game sets. So you have like the, the, oh, you put the thing on. I think yeah, I know yeah. what I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, it's, it was a wonderful gift, but I know it's not something that I would do. Yeah. I'm, I'm not into gaming. I, mm. I just, I, I haven't cared about gaming since the 1980s. And I, I lost uh, interest in you know, like 1983. I mean, Pong yeah, was Nintendo. I mean, I mean, long before Nintendo came along. I mean, I just wasn't into you it. You didn't even know. do Nintendo. Ball? No. no. <laughs> No, I, I mean, I don't blame. It just, it just wasn't my thing, you know. So it was nice of him to think about that, think of me that way, but I didn't really want it. And I said, wait a minute, well, I could return that, and that would get me some cash. Maybe I could put that toward a piano. There we are. So I contacted my brother, told him what was going on. He was not only very supportive; he loved my idea of getting the piano because he knew my background there. And I uh, told him which piano I was looking at, and he told me he had gotten the Oculus set at Best Buy. So we looked at Best Buy and sure enough, they had the keyboard. So that was good. So yesterday I went to Best Buy and did a little swappity do. And now I've got a keyboard coming. Oh, in good for you, Walt. Look at you yeah. turning everything into a um, opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, obstacle into an opportunity. Not obstacle, but you know. But but my point is I'm... just doing, I didn't even get to play the piano yet. <laughs> I mean, all that is just acquiring it, right? And it has Thursday, you know, it isn't even here yet. But that activity distracted me. It gave me the distraction I need to get away from that funk I was in. Ah, uh, yeah. And once I, I went through that, all, all of a sudden I was feeling better just by doing mm-hmm. that. I didn't, I didn't even have to do it. I had practice. I just, I just redirected my attention to something that felt better. And yeah. I felt better. Yes, and then I started doing the tie practice again. And then the tie just kind of carried, you know, picked me up even further at that point. Yeah. But, yeah. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. 
I'm looking forward yes. to it. And, and it's a full 88 keys. That's important to somebody who's played piano. You want the full 88. You don't want, you know, 61 or something like that. This is like, no, where's the rest of the keyboard? Come on. <laughs> yeah, no, you manifested exactly what you needed. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. So I'm looking forward. I'm, I'm, the hardest part is going to be, you know, seeing if I can actually get the fingers to hit the right keys. That'll be fun for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be perfect. It'll be a. It'll be but awesome. The brain says move the fingers this way, and the, and the fingers go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, we got to do a little dexterity practice here. <laughs> yeah, I have to pick up my uh, guitar again and start practicing. It's like everything else in life, right? It's all practice. Uh, you got to keep practicing. Practice, practice, Especially with practice. guitar. I, I play guitar, too, and it, and it's a different animal from the piano, but it's the same deal. And and the, the, the other thing with the guitar, of course, is you have to develop your calluses on your left hand. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And until you do that, it's like, oh, Jesus, this is killing me. Yeah. But then you develop calluses, that's okay. My fingers are just super small, so I like to spread them all apart. Oh, you need <laughs> like, a you know. Yeah. You would, you would not have liked my first guitar. My first guitar was a classical guitar with a neck about that wide. I yeah, mean, it wouldn't have worked well. No, this. I don't think so. <laughs> no. No. But, so what kind of guitar do you have? I'm curious. Honestly, I don't even know. I've had it for over 10 years. Oh, okay. um, yeah, I bought it when I was like super young. I remember my mom went with me like, cause I started, I wanted to take lessons like in high school and then I stopped playing, you know, and then I gave it to my brother. He was really good. And then he gave it back to me and it was mm -hmm. at like a perfect time too. Cause I think it was like uh, last year and it was like kind of perfect. Cause I was like, all right, I needed something else to start doing. I wanted another hobby. You know what I mean? So it was yeah. actually at like perfect timing. But, Brent is asking, what, uh, on the piano that I got, is the keyboard weighted like the piano keys? Yeah, it is. I made sure that I got nice. that. I did not want to have one that felt like an organ or something like that. I need yeah. to have that, that touch feel. It's a it's a Roland for people who know keyboards. It's a it's it's a relatively newer model called a Roland Go Piano 88. So, oh, there we go. Yeah. By the way, speaking of guitars, have you ever played a Martin? No. Oh, if you ever get a chance to play a Martin guitar, do it. I will. I, will. I don't really say no very, to too many things. <laughs> they're very expensive guitars. I don't know what they run now. The, Thirty years ago, they cost two or three thousand dollars. They're probably close to ten thousand now. I don't know exactly how much. Okay. But they play like a dream, and the sound that comes out of that body is just amazing. I'll have to put that on my visual. Around. Yeah. <laughs> if you ever get a chance to play a Martin, even just to try it for a moment, take them up on it. It yeah. will be an experience you will not forget. It is a gorgeous guitar. It is a so well-made guitar. Really, really good. I totally will. I, I, yeah, I really don't turn down many opportunities. <laughs> That's <try> good. <laughs> I That's try not to. You know, like, the more experiences you can get, why not? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jeffrey asks, what's your favorite style of music to play, or are we going to experience an LOA GM session? <laughs> oh, now that would be cool, Jeffrey. That would be cool. The only thing I'm concerned about is there's always a little bit of a delay whenever you use a StreamYard or a Zoom. So if you got two people uh, or more people trying to play at once, can they actually synchronize it? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure how that works. <laughs> I don't know. We could at least get a Walt um, little concert going. That would be cool. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, what is your favorite kind of music, Walt? You know, I've been thinking about what, what do I want to play? I, I know at first I'm just going to be doing exercises just to get the dexterity back, just so that I can do what I want to do. Yeah. And then I'll, I'll remind myself of chord structures because I used to do, obviously with, with guitar, you do chords all the time, you know, so that's, that's a no big deal. But on the piano, you do, you do them, but not quite the same way. They're, 
it, it, you handle chords a little bit differently. There's a lot more with arpeggios and stuff. But once I, I kind of re-familiarized myself with the keyboard, I was thinking about that. What do I want to do? I probably, I, I can think of a few pieces that I know that I can pick up really quickly just so I can have some repertoire. So right. maybe Scott Joplin, Ragtimes, and um, a couple of uh, classical pieces, you know, a, a Schubert or a Mozart or something. Uh, so I'll probably pick up a few like that and just kind of re-familiarize myself. But once I've done that, I think I just want to do some free flow composing. Nice. Just, you know, just play around with, with, with little patterns and so forth and see if you can turn it into something. Yeah. No, that would be fun. Yeah. Make it, so yeah, it's, even it's, it's the wolf style. That's what it is. There we go. I like it. I'm digging it already. I don't even know what the rhythm is. It's just, it, it'll be whatever comes out. It'll be, it'll be the source style. Yes. Yes. I think we're going to get a, a Walt concert. <laughs> well, well, Jeffrey says he's here for it. You're there for it? Okay. Okay. Well, don't count it anytime soon. It, it's going to be I a few that. You have your summit and everything coming up. No pressure, Walt. Whenever well, it comes. That's the point, though. I got I got this so that I can distract myself when I need distraction. <laughs> yeah. You know, so most of the time, you're right. I'm going to be working on the, uh, on, on the summit and future summits, too. But this is going to be when I need to get away from it all. Yeah. Other than doing LOA today, which also helps me get away from it all. Yeah. You you need to have more than one outlet, right? We do. We do. Yeah. We do. Like for sure. You do walking. How often do you play your guitar? Is that like occasional or do you do that? Do you do that regularly or, you know, not regularly, but I want to start doing it more, but my walking, Mm -hmm. I do all the time. Dancing helps me a lot. And then just like, I I have like literally either three pound weights that I do. Um, Yeah. It's honestly little things, listening to podcasts, like, you know what I mean? Just anytime I'm feeling any kind of down, those little activities seem like menial, but they really change my entire mood, my entire mood. Have you ever uh, read the, the thing? Well, you say you don't do much reading, but maybe you haven't. Have you yeah. ever read the thing by Sean Aker, the guy who's the positive psychology guy, about what he did in order to get himself to play guitar more often? No, what? Tell because he was kind of like you, he was you know an occasional player, but he wanted to make it a point to play more often, but it wasn't happening. Okay. And what he finally realized it was it, it had to do with the proximity of the guitar. The guitar was in a case in the closet, and because the guitar was in a case in the closet, he would always find excuses to not go get it. It was just you know, it was too mm-hmm. far, you know. Which of course it really isn't, but psychologically speaking, oh, it's just too much bother, right? Mm-hmm. So what he did was he got a guitar stand. And he put oh. it in his living room, pulled the guitar out, and put it on the guitar stand so it was right by his chair. That's actually a perfect idea because that's where my weights are. So since okay. I see them every single day, I do it every day. If they were not there, I probably would not do that. Exactly. <laughs> like that's at all. Exactly it. And, and that's what his study, that's what Sean Aker's studies found. That when, yeah, that that's, the closer something sense. was to where you do your living, it's far more, it's not even a small amount. It's, it's dramatically more likely you're going to do it. Yeah, I never really, like, actually, like, put two and two together, but that's so true. And, and by the way, the reverse also works. Like, if there's something you're trying to get away from, put it someplace mm-hmm. very uncomfortable to get to. Yeah. I declutter okay. a lot, so mine's probably on the trash, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Come on. I do. Okay, like, well, yeah. Oh, declutter day. <laughs> that, that's the extreme form of putting it where you can't find it. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> it's so far away that you'll never find it again. <laughs> yeah. Where was that? Oh, shit. I yeah, right. <laughs> it was like 15 trash loads ago. 
People who complain that uh, they can't get rid of the sugar, they can't get the sugar um, out of their lives. Put the sugary stuff in a closet on the third floor. You'll okay. stop eating sugar. Yeah, I I literally had to just stop buying it because well, my husband did that to me. Like, so I would buy just like bags of M and M's, right? And he would put some away and hide them, right? Like, so I just like wouldn't eat them all at the same time. And that didn't work because I would just find them. So, yeah. Oh, <laughs> you, you, you were too motivated to go find yeah. them. Yeah. Right? So, I literally cannot buy them. Mm -hmm. That's a good policy, actually. I like that. <laughs> I really can. Yeah. I'll eat it. If it's not in the house, I'm, like, fine. Mm -hmm. And if it's in the house, it's going to be gone. Like, in a second. I understand. Yeah. yeah. Sugar is, like, that's, yeah, that's one of my, yeah. That was always a problem, <laughs> Well, it has been for me too, honestly. And Louise definitely has a sweet tooth and she is more motivated than she was to cut down on it. We have cut down on it, but she still wants more than I do. And that's a challenge for me because that means there's going to be some in the house. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. It's so much harder. Yeah. When we stopped, yeah. like when we both quit cigarettes, like we stopped at different times, like everything's always harder if the two of you do. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. But on the other hand, it's a good opportunity. That's the way I've been treating it. Because the sugar thing has been an issue for years. And what I've been, it took me a while to do this. It took me a while to actually get myself to successfully do this. But I've actually learned to train myself to not want the sugar. Mm. Now, deep down, do I still want the sugar? I think I probably do somewhere down there, but I'm not acknowledging that part. <laughs> Do you, do you not crave it though? Like, cause like at one point I drank coffee with like sugar and cream and stuff and then I stopped and then my taste buds just now I only like it black. I, I don't crave it anymore. In fact, okay. every once in a while, Louise will make some sort of a sweet and she'll ask me if I want some. Mm -hmm. And I can honestly say that the answer in each case so far has been no, I really didn't want it. Nice. So when I say that it's probably down there someplace, it's so far down there, I can't even find it anymore. Oh, that's amazing. Good for you, yeah. Ma. Well, That's a hard one. Sugar is a hard one. People think it might. You know what it did it though for me? What made a big difference for me with sugar was um, over the holidays, actually. When you felt like crap because you had too much. Yeah, exactly. Because because I, I I decided I was going to have uh, quite a bit of eggnog, and the eggnog I had <laughs> had a lot of sugar in it. I didn't realize. Oh, that does it? That has sugar in it? I've never had it. If you get the commercial stuff, I, I I didn't know any place to get the local kind of stuff. I know that it must have been somewhere around here. I just didn't know where it was. So okay. the easy thing was just, there's the easy thing again, right? The easy thing was just <laughs> from the supermarket, you know, they're right there, you know, or whatever, you know. Well, I woke up one night and I could tell I wasn't going to get back to sleep and I was practically shaking and I was almost feeling sick. Definitely. And I said to myself, this was not my usual, I mean, I've had other kinds of experiences with feeling sick. This was like nothing I'd ever felt before and it mm -hmm. scared me. Mm -hmm. And I wondered, where did this come from? And after I, first of all, after I felt a little bit better, and then as I started to calm down, I went through, I was inventorying, you know, what have I been doing lately? Mm -hmm. And I couldn't find anything at first. And then I said, well, there's the eggnog. Ooh, I wonder if eggnog has a lot of sugar in it. So I literally got up, went into the kitchen and pulled the eggnog carton out of the refrigerator. And it said like 26 grams of sugar per serving. I was like, oh my God. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I didn't yeah. know we're doing some sugar and I didn't even know it. Oh. <laughs> The same thing happened to me, except I did know it. <laughs> I did know it. I was at my parents and I just, yeah, I forget if we were making cookies or whatever it was that day. And my mom was like, you're going to be sick. And I was like, no, I'm not. Of course, I go home and like that night in the middle of the night, 
same thing as you. I'm like sweating profusely. I'm like mm-hmm. puking. I'm like, yeah. Jesus Christ. I knew what it was though, because I do have like a sugar problem, but I knew what it was. So, um, ever since then, I also have not been buying sugary stuff. I haven't really been eating sugar like that. Cause yeah, it kind of turns you off after that's happened to you. It does. At least it's, that's happened to me more than once to be honest. But that one, that time really kind of got me. I was like, mm, Bridget, y'all getting over. <laughs> well, more than that, I, I think it kind of has to scare you, which is what happened to me. I, yeah. I got Oh yeah! Oh my God! Because that gives you, you know, the aversion therapy, right? That—that's basically what that is. That's aversion therapy, and and I—I I didn't want to have anything to do with sugar, which was really ironic because you may remember this whole thing happened right before Christmas, mm-hmm. and Louise, bless her heart, among other things, she got me this this high end hot chocolate container from Vermont. You know, oh like, my gosh! And of course, I'm not going to touch it. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, she got my favorite ice cream from Ohio. Oh, my God. That is funny that you say that because when I would try to stop eating sugar and not buy it, my husband would be like, look what I got you. And normally I would be like, ah. But, it, yeah. And the good like, thing about the ice cream, sometimes. the ice cream stays frozen, right? So it's just in the freezer. True story. Right? Very true. Very and anyone who knows, if, if anyone here knows who Grater's ice cream is, you'll understand why it's not getting thrown out. Speaking of Oprah Winfrey, Oprah Winfrey has Grater's ice cream flown in. That's how good this is. I'm not kidding. Mm. Yeah. It's stuff. It comes from uh, an organization in Ohio, central Ohio, and it is the best ice cream you've ever tasted in your life. It's better than Ben and Jerry's. It's better than Haagen-Dazs. It's better than anything else you can name. Oh, try that. It's really good. Yeah. If you ever get a chance, try it. Don't eat a lot. Yeah, no, right. <laughs> I was just going to say, going. I'll try it, but not try it, and try it, and try it, and try it again. <laughs> All in one just, thing. <laughs> well, that's the deal that Louise and I have. Um, the deal is we, we allow ourselves to have ice cream once a month. That's it. No more. Mm, that's good. That's good. Of course, you I have think, to stick to it. Yeah. See, and I, I used to be like that with ice cream, but then me and my husband recently have been not, it's not agreeing with our stomachs. So it's yeah. kind of like, you know what? Not really worth it anymore. Plus Sucks, during the winter, I mean, which I don't really want to do a lot of ice cream in the winter anyway. It's cold on cold. No, yeah. it doesn't make a lot of sense. You know, yeah. It's a little bit more of a challenge during the summer, but I've had enough of these sugar attacks that I, I'm kind of turned off to sugar now. I'm mm-hmm. really. It's kind of like you mentioned when you quit smoking. When I quit drinking, I quit when I was in my early to mid-20s. Okay. And I haven't had – I think I've had, like, two beers since then. That's about it. I haven't had mm-hmm. any mixed drinks. And I remember – where was I? I think I was out with friends at dinner or something like that. And they were they were serving wine. And I said, oh, no, thanks. I don't drink anymore. And I said, oh, you got to really try this one. And I said, oh, give, uh, give me a little thing. I'll take a sip of it. I took a sip and I was ready to throw up. It was like, awful. Uh, mm-hmm, yeah. Now, was it a good wine? Actually, it was. I could tell it was a good, it was nice dry. It had nice flavor, nice, you know, bouquet and all that. I couldn't mm-hmm. stand it. Yeah. Because it was like a mental thing. Was it a mental thing? It was, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, been there. <laughs> yeah. So you can act, the answer to the question that you raised earlier is, yeah, you can actually get to the point where you really don't want it anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's totally turned off from your brain in a certain right. type of way to where you're like, that thing that used to be so good, you're like, I'm so good on not having you. <laughs> <laughs> 
Professor <laughs> Hang on. TV <laughs> it does. <laughs> right though? Like there are there are things that it's just like, oh my god, I used to want you so bad. Now it's like, mm, mm, we're good. We're good. Oh my goodness. I don't even remember what the original topic was here. <laughs> oh my god. Seriously, I'm still blown away about the whole Oprah thing. I well, mean, yeah, not yeah. totally That's blown away because like I mean, I know that there are people in Thai who have, you know, had huge success and they do say like a lot of it's because of Thai and stuff, but the whole Oprah thing, that was like, whoo, what? That's, That's it. Crazy. You're right, that Pretty is what the topic awesome. is. And and that topic is essentially this is like what what's going to happen here is well, David's not the only one who's getting major attention right now. Dan Mangana, I don't know if you're aware of it, but he's been getting a lot of interviews on television stations and so forth. I didn't know, but it does not surprise me whatsoever because he always was an attention grabber on your show for me, for sure. Yeah, Him and yeah, his micro shifting and just everything. He always mm -hmm. adds his, and it's always point. And yes, Daniel so, is going to be a presenter at my summit. So just saying. I was going to say, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. He's actually going to be keynoting. He's going to be leading off the whole thing. Nice. So that's going to set the tone for the whole. Oh, that's going to be a good event. one. Well, yeah. Mm, this is going to be great. But, but Daniel and and David and others too, who are now starting to get large attention, that's going to have a ripple effect. Mm -hmm. That's going to affect all oh, yeah. of us. Mm -hmm. That's going to help us here on LOA today. That's going to help anybody who's associated with either, either of them. I mean, it 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 starts to just build on itself. All that momentum, yeah. That oh yeah. Really picks up. Yeah, it's not. It's long past theoretical now. That is so awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. It, it, it's one of those situations where you ask yourself, wow, is this really happening? <laughs> right? And then you're like, yes. Yeah, you it is yourself that list. Okay. <laughs> Woohoo. <laughs> yes. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So when we, when we were talking at the end of 2021 about how 2022 is looking like it's going to be really good, I think we're right. Yeah. I hope it's just, it's, I think it's. I know it's just going to be a very abundant, amazing year, and we could we're all going to have struggles like we do every year. Mm -hmm. But I think it's going to be a good year, and I think everyone's ready for a new year. So you know, oh, I think that's true. <laughs> I mean, now I mean on the more sober side of things, uh, right now there is a massive surge with the latest COVID variant, and a lot of people are freaking out about that. We don't really tend to around here. I don't even think about it. I'm pretty sure you don't either. Um, although our friend Anne Marie. Young does have COVID right now, so she's recovering, but uh, she seems to be recovering well, so that's good. Um, but it's funny. I mean, those of us in these circles really don't give it a lot of attention anymore. Those who are in the real world, I don't know how else to describe that. They're tending to focus on it a lot more. But even there, it's not like it was a year ago and certainly not like it was two years ago. Mm -hmm. Like. This is a big surge going on right now. And yeah, it's getting all the news attention, but it's not, the, the vibration is different. That's the best way I can think of to describe it. Yeah. I think it's because the vaccine or whatever the shots out. And so I guess people are feeling less like fearful, like, oh, yeah. if I do get it, I won't get it as bad and whatever. So like, I feel like things mm -hmm. are a little lighter. However, some people out there like this week, I feel like patience has been like a big thing, like whether I'm driving or I'm in the store, like the grocery store, whatever. Like some people are very, it's still very like, you know, out there, like you can just like feel it if you, you know. It's there. You, you know what I'm saying? Down. 
Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to word stuff half the time, but yeah. Hey, that's what happens when you do a podcast. You still don't know how to do a wording. It's 10 years to learn it. <laughs> Good. You make me but feel better. I, I know what you mean. I know exactly what you mean. And yet I still say the vibration isn't what it was two years ago. Yeah. Like I compare it to say April, 2020, when mm-hmm. we're you know, right in the middle of the first lockdown, you know, everybody's freaking out. Nobody really knows what's going to happen. There are no vaccines yet. A lot of panic going on. That vibration, you could that was you could cut it with a knife. It was so thick. For sure. Comparing comparing that to what I sense now today when I'm out in public, going to a store or whatever, it's nowhere near the same. Me it's too. So and I also wonder though too. Like I'm like, is it also my like thinking because of like tie and stuff? Because like sure back then, like I totally got it, and I know it's because I was fearful of it. Like I was working in a hospital. I thought I was going to get it. I got it. You know what I'm saying? Like. Mm-hmm. You, like I was fearful. So like now I also think like, is it also cause my own like, um, mindset or whatever, like changed too? you of know course. what I mean? But if you're also feeling it, I do think it is a lot like lighter out there, even though it's still like there type thing. Yeah, definitely. Our own mindset is going to make a huge difference. I mean, there's yeah. just no getting around that. Um, but by the same token, if our mindset is high vibrational, it means we're not only in tune, attunement and alignment with source, we're in alignment with everything else that's going on. Mm-hmm. The, the one person you really don't want to ask about, you know, what's going on in the world is somebody who's in a low vibrational state because all they'll ever be able to, to detect is the low vibration stuff. Yeah. But someone who's in a high vibrational state, they can detect all of it. They just don't pay much attention to, to low vibration, but they can, they know it's there. They can feel it. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't bother them as much. Yeah. You know, yeah. so yeah, just because we're high vibrational doesn't mean we can't be aware of it. We can. We are, obviously. We're talking yeah. about that. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah. you know, we wouldn't be talking. Uh, but the fact is that, like you say, I was high vibe then, I'm, I'm high vibe now. And I can't honestly say I was as high vibe then as I am now because everybody, I mean, you get that much fear going on. Everybody feels it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But by the same token, I was one of the few, I guess, and people here on the show with me were in that group who were refusing to buy into it as a huge, huge deal like the rest of the population was. Mm-hmm. As something that, you know, you should just panic about and, and oh, my God, the world is going to end and all that kind of stuff. We weren't, we weren't willing to go that far. And yeah. we were among the group that said, there are positives to this thing. Let's mm-hmm. focus on the positive. Let's find a way to redirect our attention because yeah. that's going to serve us better. So we did have that advantage. But because we were in both that place then and this place now, I think it is easy to say, yeah. I can tell the difference. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, people in the live stream, how many of you can say that you uh, have sensed a difference between the way people are now and the way people were a year ago and the way people were two years ago when the whole thing started? Put something in the chat when you, uh, when you have a moment there. Yeah. And hello, cool. everyone. I didn't yeah, hello. see all that. Yeah. <laughs> we got a few people hey saying hello. I'm I sure know. Uh, Jeffrey, going back to when we were talking about the pianos, he's saying, um, who would be your ideal playmate? I have no idea. Who would you want to play music with? Mm, that's a good question. I don't know. That's a good one. That's a good one. Think about that one for a bit. <laughs> I know there's so many that it's like, damn. He also said he switched to frozen mango chunks in- instead of ice cream. I love it. <laughs> that's a good idea. Uh, frozen yogurt. They do have some frozen yogurt that's like pretty healthy mm-hmm. for you, actually. Yeah, it's just like you know, twenty times more, but money. But you know, they do have that, which is good now. No doubt. Yeah. Yeah, it tastes good too, actually. 
<laughs> surprisingly enough. So, so we have an expert opinion there. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like 360 calories a pint and only like nine grams of sugar. Do I eat the whole pint? Yes, but it's only nine grams of sugar. So it's not good. <laughs> I tell myself no. <laughs> I, st- I think no. <laughs> That's that's the difference where I'm because now nine grams would be way too high for me. There was a time when I would have really. My God, in my breakfast little bar thing, it has like five. I'm I'm going for like one or two grams maximum in anything that I eat. Good for you, Walt. Yeah. Well, you know, I got scared. Yeah, it is a it was a shitty feeling, wasn't it? It is. It's terrible. You're like, oh my God, am I dying right now? I think it was even more than that, though, because I was realizing that the more that I give my attention using, you know, energetic terminology, the more I give my attention to that stuff, the more I end up experiencing. Yeah. I didn't really want to keep experiencing that. Yeah. And I, which kind of shows I've really learned the lesson. Like, yeah, I believe what I give my attention to comes back to me. Mm-hmm. So I said, oh, I don't, I don't really want that anymore. Yeah. You know? Give me the stuff that doesn't have the sugar in it, or even just even the the artificial sweeteners. I don't want that one either. Yeah, I don't want any of that. Mm-hmm. No, just a little yeah. tiny, like a little teeny, 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 tiny nosh occasionally. And I mean, no, like one or two grams, nothing more than that. Just yeah. so like taste a little sweetness. That's all I need occasionally. And even then, most of the time, I don't even need that. Today for a snack, I I did have some sugar. I'm not sure how much is in an apple, but I had an apple with some cheese. So. Oh, there you go. It was my sugar for the day, but which is nice. it? I don't even know. <laughs> I don't know because I normally do. I do banana and peanut butter. I love banana and peanut butter. I'm obsessed with mm-hmm. peanut butter. But You're obsessed um, with peanut butter? I love peanut butter. Oh yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, there is quite a bit of sugar in an apple. Nineteen grams. Okay. Oh wow. Well, then I I went way over my limit. <laughs> <laughs> so no more apples. That's sweet. healthy sugar. There's healthy sugars, healthy fats, and then well, you it's healthier it. anyway. Yeah, it's healthier. It's not the processed sugar, so that's that's an improvement. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Your body breaks it down differently, right? <laughs> well, I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not sweating, and you don't feel like crap. So. <laughs> this is true. This is true. We'll go with you. <laughs> but but put it this way: I, I was thin all of my life, and I'm not quite so thin anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well. Hey, I think you look <laughs> Jeffrey, well, thank so. you very much, Jeffrey. Some peanut butter has lots of sugar. <laughs> I know. It has protein, though. Well, not the sugar part. <laughs> <laughs> but they, they have very healthy alternatives to peanut butter, too, now that I have to try. But true. they're also, like, ten times more expensive. But that's okay. This is about the time that we talk about uh, the chocolate food group. Chocolate food group. <laughs> chocolate food group. <laughs> That's where you, you, you try to justify having you know, the, the the chocolate which has the sugar in it by saying, "Well, you know, it's got all these healthy ingredients in it." <laughs> yeah, right. Chocolate covered strawberry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was never a fan of the chocolate mixed with fruit, though, or chocolate mixed with bacon or any of that. I like hmm. the chocolate and I like the bacon separately. I was never oh, a Jeffrey- fan of the whole mixture. Jeffrey gave us a feedback on the question we raised. He says, we're still inching forward, but cautious regarding COVID. Okay. That's probably a good representation of what Mm -hmm. uh, is happening in a lot of places. 
That's a good representation. And that's a big deal yeah. as far as I'm concerned when you look what is going on um, statistically with COVID because right now there, there is this huge COVID surge going on. It, it exceeds anything that we've had in the past. Mm-hmm. And yet we're still in that more cautious mode rather than the fear-driven mode. Mm-hmm. That's, that's improvement. Yeah. Improvement right there. Yeah, for sure. It's important to remember this stuff. So, Well, we You're normally right. don't do... We, we normally don't do um, New Year's resolutions around here. And even when I read that article and they were talking about goal setting, I don't really do a lot of goal setting for the year. I don't know about you. I mean, any goals that I set, I just do as I need to ad hoc. Mm-hmm. But I'll, I'll just kind of ask you, is there anything that you are planning for, for the new year? Not necessarily a goal, but. No, I kind of just, um, honestly, like the theme of the past few days for me seems like just patience. So for like this week, oh. it just seems like patience. Yeah. Like, so like when we were in the car or when we were in line and things were just taking like a while or whatever, me and my husband were like, I guess we just need to be patient this week. I think mm-hmm. that must just be the theme. So we'll just go with it. <laughs> You know, and then like, oddly enough, I went on like my um, Pinterest thing and one of the positive quotes was something about patience. It's like all tied in together this whole week. So, yeah, I kind of maybe I go by week by week. But patience has been a thing for me recently. Apparently, that's the the theme lately. Okay, How about you? That's all right. Uh, My theme lately has been surviving getting the summit put together. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just trying to play my piano, I'm just trying to get through one day at a time. (laughs) I mean, if if I were to describe it in terms of a goal, my goal is to not only get this first summit done, but to try to hold at least another couple. This one's aimed toward the financial side. I want to have one aimed toward the relationship side. And another one aimed at the health side. In fact, I was talking Ooh. with Louis de Souza yesterday because he's, he's into all this health stuff. And I was going to ask, I was asking him who he can think of to be appropriate presenters for an event like that. So I figure if I could do like those three, use that to like be building the audience for the, for the summits. And then I can either recycle them through and just do, you know, money relationship, health, and then money relationship, health, and then money, you know, just keep going in a circle like that. Um, or I can, I, and I've, I've given serious thought to this. I can kind of branch out and go focus on doing it in other countries. Like right now I'm focusing mainly on the United States. We have listeners mm-hmm. all over, but mainly I'm focusing on the United States and then do, I could do some of the other first world countries, but I was also thinking, how about some of the third world countries? Yeah. Focus specifically on them for some of these things. You know, yeah. So that, that's, it's not really a goal. It's more like an intention. Like hey, that's yeah. where I want it. Go, but I don't really have any kind of time frame in mind other than see what I can do this year. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, what is time anyway? Right? Well, that's something I learned this past year. I, I don't remember where I got it. I think it may have been from the stream. I'm not sure what the source of this was, but well, it was source. Hey, hey. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but somebody who I trust, and I can't remember who it was, <laughs> made the comment that Time is really all of thought. Makes sense. So in other words, time is really just, it's its the continuity of, of all thought, of all thinking going on. That's the illusion of time. And it is oh, an illusion. You know, we mm-hmm. know now that that is an illusion. And so you can kind of see how that would work. If you've got all this thought going on, well, there's, there, there's a sense of duration in a sense with all that thought. 
you know, there's the thought that I had then, there's the thought I'm going to have, the thought I'm, you know, so you can kind of piece together. There's, there's a sense of an illusion of time going on there. So it kind of makes sense to me. All of the, all the collective body of thought is where time comes from. It's the source of time. Hey, makes sense. Makes sense. It's theory anyway. I don't know how to prove it. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. We're not about that. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. I, we don't want to prove stuff. anything. <laughs> the proof is for math and science and math and, uh, and law. I don't know how to use it in science. So I don't think any real scientist says it, it applies there anyway. So yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So we're good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, coming up n- not this week, next week. Actually, no, it's 10 days from now. Um, we, we've got an interesting guest coming in, and I don't know anything about him yet. Ooh. But At all? Not really. He's a young guy. Um, he His webpage is a little bit enigmatic and intriguing. His name is Pavel Verbnayak. Hmm. And he's going to be here on Friday the 14th, cool. which is, of course, just before the week of my uh, workshop. So it'll be a nice break, shall we say. But this guy, is he is interesting. I mean, I don't know how to even describe why he's interesting just because his stuff is so eclectic on his website. But I, I just get the feeling this guy's going to take us in a different direction from Ooh, what I'm excited. So I, I don't know what to expect other than that. But yeah, it's going to be interesting. To see. So that'll be something to look forward to. Yeah. Cool. Plus, another way to break my attention away from doing the summit. <laughs> Very true. Very true. I need those breaks. I need those yes. breaks. Self care, self love, super important. Yes. That's it. well, that's what it is, isn't it? I hadn't really yeah. thought of it that way. Yeah, but man. that's what it is. I'm I'm me too. I'm breaking away from putting that nose to the grindstone. That's really what it is. Yeah, or else if your cup's not full, then you're not gonna be able to be like your full Walt self for your summit. You don't want that. That's right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And even more than that, it's a case of I need to, how, how do I want to phrase it? I need to break myself of the addiction that I have to work in order to get somewhere. And that I think is the real advantage to taking these breaks, to mm-hmm. redirecting attention away and, and just kind well, of Well, it's been embedded up. in us forever. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Yeah. So. <laughs> we were well trained. Yeah. Very well trained. Yes. So it takes a little, I mean, I talked about this. When was it? About uh, a week before Christmas? There was a show. No, it was about two weeks before. No, no, actually, it was around Thanksgiving. That's right. Around Thanksgiving, we did a show where I talked about how um, the gardening season had ended at the end of October. And there was a Friday that came a couple weeks later, and that, or no, a Tuesday that came a couple weeks later. And that Tuesday, I got up, I, I worked till about 10 o'clock, and then I ran out of work. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you remember that? Yeah, yes, yes. And, and that was out of source. Like, it was like an addiction. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I got to have my work addiction. Where is it? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like, oh, no, I got to calm down. Take a breath. Yes. Smell the roses. Enjoy. Mm-hmm. And I realize think- all that work, more work will come. That's what I even tell myself. Like if I ever feel like, oh my God, I'm not doing something. It's like, okay, chill out, girl. You will be. <laughs> well, yeah, there's going to be plenty of it. It always comes. Yes. Yeah. So might as well take a breath. Yeah. Yeah. And just enjoy where you're at in the present moment because eventually it's going to be gone. Mm-hmm. You know? That's true. And that's you'll good. be on to the next. Yeah. All so. right. That's a good way to wind up the show. Yeah. So, well, thank you very much. 
Um, hopefully, uh, we're going to have – well, I did mention Janine's taking a few weeks off, uh, but Monique's going to fill in for a couple of weeks. She wanted to be here today. She's actually feeling a little under the weather. I don't think it's no. COVID. But she's not feeling so good today, but hopefully she'll be joining us again next week. Cool. Thank well, you. Well, I love uh, talking to you, Walt, and all our I'm listeners. I'm lovely, too. This is a great conversation today. Really yes. And thank you to the live streamers, and thank you to podcast listeners everywhere. We yeah. will see you all next time here on Elway yeah. Today. Goodbye, everybody.